0: Hello. Welcome to Beer and a Movie, the podcast where we combine two of the greatest art forms known to humanity, beer and movies, sometimes achieving outstanding pairings and other times giving ourselves the opportunity to wash the terrible taste of failure from our mouths. I am one of your co-hosts, Carlos Cooper, with me as always. Joe Hilliard. And Dave Gurney. Hi, guys. Hello. What is happening? Well, we're here to do uh, what it is that we do. It's our. It feels kind of weird because we did... We did two episodes back-to-back, back-to-back recording-wise. And it feels... I'll say like a lot longer than it's been, I think. I think so. Yeah, it also we recorded a little Let's earlier see, in the war week than broke we normally
1: out. do. Oh, uh, I mean, yeah, that's true. A lot, true. A lot long has long been happened. in turmoil ever since. But yeah. I,
2: I was quick on the night that we normally record to text both of you in our little group chat and say, I'm drinking one for you guys tonight. Miss ya. You did. You, you yeah, did. that's true. And Thank you, uh, you all wanna crack one open tonight? for sure. sure and and
1: you brought one that actually ties into some some Tom after that was discussion. At, it was kind of hinted at in That's the main right.
2: episode last week we started talking about dessert can't remember why and someone in the after hours was you know it, it go, started with creme brulee i know to, it was about creme you're brulee right. yeah go to after hours uh, to find out uh, who said that tiramisu was their favorite patreoncom podcast. But then in our little local beer group, one of the beer store places texted that they have some tiramisu imperial stout with coffee and chocolate. I'm sorry. Posted. Uh, <laughs> posted. Yeah, yeah. The, the, well, it
1: would be great if they te- texted us they before should. they put
2: it. <laughs> hey guys, you might want to get in here and get some of this stuff. I, I, I get texts Okay, so <laughs> this is from Decadent Ales. We've had this will be our third time that we've had them on That's the show. Right. I haven't we haven't had we, them we since... didn't used to get them in the market.
1: I w- I w- I got at least one for us. I think through the mail. Um, before they were down here, but now they are, and they're bringing stuff like this—a tiramisu
2: imperial stout with what is this, Joe? ABV it just says with coffee and Co- chocolate, and the Co- ABV—we're starting off strong, twelve and a half. Whoo! Dang. And when I opened that can over near me, I, it smelled like a bakery. All right, this is exciting.
1: Um, we we need some heavy fuel for this episode because we're taking on some some heavy filmmaking here. I think. Um, oh, I smell the coffee on that. Yeah, that's really good. Ooh, the nose alone. I'm, 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 I'm happy. I'm happy. All right. Um, should I prep us for this film, let's or do you want to let's, talk? A little let's, bit? Get, let's dive right in. Okay. So, uh, m- much awaited, much anticipated film uh, in these parts. Uh, we we we've covered this director before in an All Horror October. Episode Joe, you had looked up the number earlier. It was episode number one 113. thirteen. We did it two
2: October's ago, two thousand twenty, right. where we
1: looked at House of the Devil. Yeah, it's my first time
2: to see a Thai West film.
0: Yeah, um, and which mm-hmm. I, you know actually I think would have been a good pairing for this movie, and we'll talk about I'll, or if it's, it's not a good point. if it's not obvious already, I'll talk about why in a little bit. Yeah. Um, so Ty West is,
1: is the filmmaker in question, writer director um, behind House of the Devil,
2: several other films. He did The Innkeepers, which I had seen after House of the Devil, right? And of the three films that we'll, you know, that we've t- will have talked about, I guess four maybe. Well, The Innkeepers. It, are innkeepers is my least favorite of those. Oh, ones interesting. He's out. I yeah. haven't seen that one. That's one I haven't seen either.
1: Largely associated with the horror genre. Sure. Um, though he has th- kind of taken a respite from it. Uh, the last release he had was 2013. In the a Valley of Violence.
0: Well, well I was going to say horror-wise. Okay, horror-wise, yeah, wise. Okay, horror
1: wise, yeah, yeah. And then he, you, as you had schooled me, he since then did make one other film, but it's more in the Western genre.
0: Yeah, which I didn't get a chance to watch before this. I really wanted to, but yeah. I. Uh, I just ran out of time. Yeah. Well, lo and behold,
1: he's finally back on the scene with a horror film. Yeah. The one that has some unique elements uh, woven into it. It's it's not just necessarily a straight ahead horror film, though it does have many elements that would have us calling it a slasher film. It's X, folks. You, you know this if you're listening. You you already saw the title. Um, a bad name for a movie. It's t- you know what's it's hu- not bad very about googleable. It? It's yes, it's yeah. very hard to find anything X exactly about the film. Hey, look, I put in X movie a few days ago, and I was busy for hours. Yeah, You do xmovie.com and I think you're going to just find it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Much different rabbit hole than what you were which looking Which is point. actually appropriate, because it the, is. the premise of this film is there are a group, a ragtag bunch of you know small-time aspiring filmmakers who are going to go off into rural Texas and make a little low budget x-rated feature it's set in 1979 so you know actually a few years after the adult film market had taken off but it acknowledges that and it kind of tips its hat to the idea that we were right on the precipice of home video. Right. And the idea that something cheaply made might be able to find an audience. If this thing does
2: half the money as Debbie does Dallas.
1: That's right. Yeah. That's right. Um, So you have the enterprising producer who seems to be running a strip club, um, which is kind of where we start the film. Um, His sort of Love interest slash lead dancer slash... I mean, straight up girlfriend. Yeah, but yes. No, but they have a very open relationship. Sure, yeah. yeah. Um, but you're right. Fiance. He, he refers to her as a fiance, I think, at some oh, point. Yeah, I think yeah. you're right about that. Um, so we, we have them along with uh, another, what seems to be one of the dancers at the club, uh, a gentleman who uh, is played by Kid Cudi, uh, Jackson. And then their their filmmaking team, the actual sort of technicians here, the the lead sort of director, screenwriter, um, jack of all trades behind the camera, uh, and his girlfriend, who's played by Jenna Ortega, Mm -hmm. who. folks will remember from scream recently as well
0: as um studio six 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 thank you studio six 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 the babysitter there you go uh, part two so we, we've seen i her. mean full-blown scream queen at this point mm-hmm. she is quickly she has usurped she, samara weaving three mm-hmm. horror films uh, just this year alone yeah by not you know having taken that you know we haven't seen samara weaving in a while she had kept Kept up the pace, but right. because Jenna Ortega came out in Babysitter too and has come out fully swinging, yeah. the whole time coming for, and has has the perfect scream for the title too. Yeah, uh, when mm. we see her in the basement, which we
1: get to. But, good, uh, good, good point. Um, so and and also I should mention Mia Goth plays that um lead dancer slash porn starlet character yeah. Maxine. She also plays another character who people may not realize until they get to the credits. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't realize it. I. I knew something was up, but I did not know for sure it was her in the makeup until I saw the credits roll.
2: What is the character you're talking
1: about? So where they go, this ragtag bunch of filmmakers, is to a rural cabin that's on a farm that they're going to rent from uh, an elderly couple who live on that farm. And that elderly couple is, you know, the female in that couple is the one who we are talking about also being played by Mia Goth. Right, Uh, Pearl. Pearl is the character's name. And that's important, folks, because there's another film coming soon. Uh, (laughs) But anyhow, so you have them go out to the cabin. um, They're getting ready to film. They do some filming, but something's a little awry, of course, uh, before too long nefarious things start happening in the night, and uh, we we have a full-on slasher fic, flick on our hands. Yeah,
2: the movie frames it really interestingly because the first scenes are of the carnage the next day.
1: That's right. Mm-hmm. We get that bookend
2: of the I, investigation
1: I, after the fact.
2: I love end. the movie that starts at the end. Well, yeah. law, law enforcement is there, and there are bodies and blood everywhere. Mm-hmm. And then 24 hours earlier... You realize that what we're about to see is going to happen in just 24 hours. Yeah, right? I was I was surprised by that. Yeah? I was surprised that it was just a one-night affair. Okay. So they get to the farm. There's a tussle with the owner of the farm who, at gunpoint, you know, uh, says, who the hell are you? And I oh, know, remember we talked this thing out? Oh, yeah. And by the way, I've got another group of people, so let me just slip you a few extra bucks. You know, it, the, the relationship with their their short-term rental is off to a bad start. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it only goes downhill from there.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I <laughs> depends on how you think about it. Pearl seems to have some fun with uh, Maxine for a moment there. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. <laughs> so, so, I mean, you know, once they get settled into the cabin, uh, the producer of the film, uh, remind me of the character's name, kind of very charismatic, very... Owen Campbell. Yeah. He...
1: Is, oh, is, no, no, no. Is the, no. the actor, R.J. Nichols. I no, think. he's talking about okay. the
2: strip club the, owner. The cowboy. Oh, Martin Henderson, Wayne Gilroy. Yeah, Wayne yeah, says, Wayne. Look, let's get it on. And they start filming a porno and, yeah. we're, and we're immersed I mean like quickly <laughs> into like a, a lot of really interesting adult content there's definitely some which interesting thought, ifs, yeah or... which I thought was I mean that, that the film was set in 1979 that were clearly paying homage to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre here kids in a van definitely. show up at a rural Texas sure. town, to rural Texas farm yeah um, but then you know Friday the 13th would come out a year later 1980 and what do we know about those early slasher American films is that you gotta throw a little TNA and a in there to you know really get those kids TNA?
0: excited t and and a you
2: know what that stands for right <laughs> I, I, have, I have surmised. Okay. Yeah, I've, I've testicles deduced. and assholes. Uh, right, 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 No, you don't see... No, no, you do see the former in this film. You never would have seen that in 1980. We don't see testicles, but we see... The yeah. use of sexuality in this film. We see film. silhouette
0: of Dong. Yeah. We, we don't necessarily... Yeah, yeah.
2: That's why I prefer it. Yeah, yeah. Um, you like the artistry of a silhouette. This Sil- is the silhouette film... Silhouette of Dong. Yeah, this is the film that... um would have been made back then in the sense of we're going to show you some female form, we're going to, you know, cut knock everybody out one person at a time, classic structure. Yeah. But here it's played for 2022 audiences where the characters themselves have the have the conversations that were skipped in those early American slasher films, which is talking about the power of the female in the situation. And I found that, yeah. you know, f- a fantastic update. Mm. Yeah, that's true.
0: Yeah, the, I feel like I've seen that scene somewhere where, um, uh, what is Kid Cudi's character's name again? Jackson. Jackson, Jackson Hole. Hole. Yeah, Jackson like Hole. Like Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Yeah, where, where Jackson is uh, kind of praising himself, uh, patting himself on the back for his strong performance. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Brittany Snow's character starts to act, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um convincingly so uh right. and he's like oh, okay you know but i feel like i've seen that scene somewhere before where a woman is where a woman has usurped con- the man's well, no, uh um, maybe is, with is, harry met sally is proving yeah well there's that that's yeah. okay maybe that's what i'm thinking i've only seen the movie once but i think yeah. that's what it is right where she's that, proving that to him that it's easy for scene, them to fake yeah, yeah, yeah. i'll okay. have what she's having yeah, I think it's yeah, is yeah, yeah, Katzen, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 okay that's what i was thinking of it felt so familiar and i couldn't place it uh Okay, cool. Now that we got to the bottom of yeah. that, uh, but yeah, but yeah, you're right. I mean, they do, interestingly enough, um,
2: well, there's, there's, on a number of, a, of a, occasions, speak to the well. There's a disagreement among the them. among the crew now because you have porn uh, porno stars. And a porn. Aspiring. Keep, you, have, yeah. you have
1: the three actors, the talent that had agreed to be part of this right. picture. Yes. And knew what they were getting
2: into. Right. Then you have the filmmaker who knew what he was getting into, but his girlfriend, like Lorraine. I guess, yeah. Knew, uh, just, Lorraine. Uh, by Jenna that's what her, yeah. I, I guess she knew what she was getting into, but you see her face turn slack, turn white well, she when she's watching the, remember the initial when, scenes. When they're in the lead up, she's kind of skeptical. she's like, yeah, This is this what is you're smut. bringing me in yeah. with yeah. like you
1: you know. She's not Maybe he it. hadn't been forward about what kind
2: of project this was that they were going to embark on. And certainly his mantra during the entire project is, I'm doing something bigger than, more auteur. I'm right. doing a, it, it is a dirty movie, but I'm going to present it artfully and tastefully.
1: Yeah, yeah. Something else can be done with adult films sure. rather than just what we've seen
2: already. Which to me is, Ty West speaking directly to us, something can be more about a horror film. Yeah, I, th- I think there's some of that in there.
0: Um, it, Certainly, like, speaking to the ability to legitimize what might be considered an exploitative sure, like, medium right. or whatever. Right.
2: Sure, and he, and he does exactly that. There is fantastic case. So we should probably say that the unhinged wife, older woman, also, you know... Right, the pearl character being played by Mia right. Goth under a lot of prosthetics and makeup begins yeah. to interact
1: with uh, one of, and then ultimately most of the the kids. If you know. well, she becomes enamored with Maxine. Yeah, right? she spies Maxine when she goes out for a skinny dip, mm-hmm. and gr- great scene there. By the, the way, we have the to... white hair, like kind of coming through the woods, sure. just the way it popped there. Yeah. It was such a beautiful, kind of creepy. Yeah. And uh but like efficient and subtle shot. I mean I, this film is filled with a lot of really thoughtfully composed shots. like Very I well think said. if anything, this one has convinced me that Ty West is a is a real sort of, he has an eye for cinema. I think mm. he has some really interesting perspectives that he brings in. There were several shots in the film mm-hmm. where I, that overhead shot of the the uh, alligator oh, swimming dude. to the dock, like just perfectly. And also the editing was really. I mean, that little
0: um, flashing back and forth that was done to Purposeful go between uh, yeah. a few of the scenes. Pearl, when Pearl's like doing herself up and stuff, right? And there's right like, the where we get like kind of a blowing. couple seconds of. Flashing to the next scene, then a couple
1: sep- seconds back, back and, forth and then a, a couple bit. seconds yeah. to the back and forth before we fully go over to the next. Yeah, scene, that is- was
0: that was that was something I wanted to uh, point at because a few weeks ago we saw a bad example. We saw bad examples of parallel editing and the inability to use it to its function in creating tension in Studio Six Six Six. Though some of those attempts at Using that method to create tension just end up dragging on for way too long, um, which you're, you're making the face like, yeah, I guess so. But we agreed on that. No, I, you're uh, right. You're right. Uh, uh, I mean, I, and, I, and in this one, it's done masterfully. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah no, there's no dragging in this. Such film. an interesting decision for a filmmaker to make because it calls attention to the editing, which which some people would say is the opposite of what right. you're supposed to do with editing it's supposed to be a seamless flow and if you study it then you can kind of see this is we're making an edit y'all and it, yeah. it worked it really right. worked well for me uh, but back to pearl when she, because there are monologues pearl delivers monologues we learn more about pearl she's not just the crazy old lady up you know well that's locked, something locked remarkable upstairs. about
1: this right it's this is a slasher film but these slashers are as developed as characters as any of the characters are in this film. Very, like,
0: the humanity and the, like... There's no supernatural going on. No supernatural. So the humanity and the monsters, quote-unquote, of the film is... With
1: the exception of the idea of people this old being as spry as they are in a a few scenes. There, There were a couple moments where I did feel like, okay, would these people be able to pull this off in this manner... Especially when they've shown that they're kind of decrepit in, in other ways. But anyway, that, that that's a small point. Yeah, I guess. is that it's where you, you,
0: you want to go there?
1: <laughs> I mean, I think part of it, too, that's what kind of clued me in into... Oh these aren't really people as old as they appear. No. These are people with prosthetics and and so which the makeup was well done. It was not Stephen like
0: Uri, a, that the, Stephen URI is I think or Steven Yure Yeah, he's he's like what, 56 he's in his or 60s something, or something. Yeah, he's yeah. not. But
1: he's made up to look like he's 80 something at least. Maybe 90. Yeah. And, uh, and she sim- Mia Goth is in her 20s and
0: you know yeah. she's
1: being made up to look like she's 90. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean I sure I guess I could, but I think I think the most interesting thing about this movie is that, yeah, we have this really, we have the monsters being grounded (coughs) like, you see the humanity in them, and you see like the pain that they experience and the things, you know, more into you know they're not Jason who just like right woke up in a lake one day and was like ah I gotta kill these counselors or you know? even the and insane mother of Jason who has gone off that you know like
1: yeah I mean they're maybe a little closer to that but they're developed closer, much more yeah. than that we get more they're like, sympathetic there s- to a certain degree to a degree and I and I think there are scenes that they have especially towards the end together speaking to each other that you kind of understand their relationship and how how strongly they're bonded but also and we see
0: how strong their bond is at one point we do we do but but Pearl
2: tells Maxine don't waste your youth I was going to be a dancer and when I had the body to do that the, 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 the legs the stamina I was pursuing that I don't recall that we learned why those dreams were dashed but she clearly holds a torch for the missed opportunity of her youth right and then when she's Peeking through the barn where they're having a sex scene filming, I guess it, it snaps something in her mind to where she needs to punish these kids for... No. Though we find
1: out that it was snapped
2: before then. I yeah, mean, you're right.
1: She,
0: she's They've cl- done this before. Yeah.
1: She's she's clearly... But not to a porn crew. I mean... Well, no. no sure. Not that we know of. You know, I mean... Maybe. But but it is rooted in her sex drive to a large extent. And this yeah. idea, you know, there there is like oh, an overarching theme of this kind of youth and vitality and the loss of that and what that does to one. And, and so, I mean, th- this movie has more going on thematically than I think a lot of even straightforward American dramas do <laughs> in a certain sense, in that it really is, I think, through the couple of... Uh, um, Of Pearl and uh, Howard.
0: Howard, yeah.
1: Like, it's showing you this kind of dynamic that I think does play out for people. Now, it it also goes into the depths of their, you know, sex drive and that Pearl... Still has one. Yeah. Uh, Howard does not. And, Howard does to but the same he extent, heart condition But it, right. Yeah. But he has to put a cap on it because of his heart. And that has sort of created this kind of repression that probably goes beyond that. Because, mm-hmm. like you said, she was wanting to be a dancer. She didn't get to do that. There's, a, you know, maybe she gave up other other things in life. But you get the feel that a lot of her lashing out at these people and making, you know, and killing uh, ultimately. Um, has to do with this kind of repressed energy that she's not able to express.
2: I I liked this movie very, very much. I enjoyed the filmmaking aspect of it, meaning a film about making a film. Mm -hmm. I enjoy that. Just, you know, that's going to give a film points before it even gets started. Um, But then once the horror turn happens, which is almost like an hour in, once the horror turn happens... There is some really great suspense, really great kills. I had to close my eyes a couple of times Dude, when he was gnarly. walking toward the nail sticking up <laughs> yeah, through oh. the board. N- nail in the foot, with classic. His, with his, um, with those no shoes on. I knew, although the
1: second he went out of that house without shoes on, I'm did, like... Yeah they're gonna gonna have him step on something. In his why, is it, why would an too, idiot go yeah. out into a farm that he doesn't know where he is? Uh, with those anyway,
2: no shoes yeah. on. Into, into the barn where there's sharp yeah. objects everywhere. But Wayne was cavalier enough. I yeah, guess But I then, but then the, the homage to um, Zombie 2 with the eye looking through the peephole. <laughs> the, 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 the car jutting with its ass out of the, the lake. Which is yeah. a psycho yeah, reference. Yeah. The Looking up at the mother in the window. Another psycho yeah, reference. Yeah. Ty West put together... Here, uh, a, a huge, I think, love letter to m- MacGuffin horror. Yeah, uh,
1: I, I think it, and you're right. Like horror in general, certainly. The word MacGuffin che-
2: appears in the film.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. ch- cheap 70s filmmaking, mm-hmm. the exploitation filmmaking, mm-hmm. the idea of. I mean, you, you mentioned Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I, I mean, that's. Last house. Certainly yep. in their last, last house. house. The idea of just going off into a, you know, a wooded area and being able to shoot this thing for no money mm-hmm. with a tiny little crew and, and hope that you're able to capture enough salaciousness that you're going to be able to get an audience with that thing. Um, Can and you imagine then, the cops watching that film. <laughs> I know, right. What do you think's
0: on it? <laughs> they say one fucked up horror picture, but nope, that's not, <laughs> no, that's not no, what it is. <laughs> they'd see something
1: else, which I kind of feel like maybe we'll see more of at some point. Um, but yeah, I agree with you, Joe. This is, this is a great film. There are, it it plays itself as a relatively, you know, I don't want to say simple, but but like a straightforward kind of slasher. But there's so much else going on and there's so much reverence for, for other films that came before it and also addressing some of the problems with those films and mm-hmm. some of the sexual politics of them mm-hmm. and, and the way that it plays out. And then creating these monsters that are much more human than any monsters that we tend to see in the horror genre. I mean, there's really, it's hard for me to find something. You know, Carlos said a couple weeks ago, like, you know, I have no notes. I walked out of this, I feel like I don't have any notes. I mean, I'm not not—I'm not going to say that this is going to be the greatest film of 2022. But at this point, it's
0: the best film I've seen, better than the Batman. That's crazy. Uh, it's definitely up there. Um, it's not better than the Batman. I don't know if it's better than, I, it, I, it's better than the Batman it's hard to compare those two i'm not even gonna <laughs> go down that rabbit hole i mean but i think okay so i think one of the great things about this movie is yes what you guys a lot of what you guys have said um yeah so masterclass class and building suspense intention it the performances are great the casting is perfect the score tyler bates does a great job incorporating like uh, sounds that we have heard throughout the movie or that you would hear in that situation. Like there's a lot and of Chelsea Wolfe and Chelsea Wolfe uh, is that song is great. Moaning the, well that was her right. Who was doing yeah, the, was. yeah. Yeah. Chelsea Wolfe was doing that on the score yeah on the score yeah, yeah. I, I I didn't know that but I did like the kind of moaning mm-hmm. used in a, which is, a musical way which was
1: beautifully way. like right down the line of like are these sexual erotic moans or are these exactly. like
2: moans
0: of pain yeah, and, yeah which is I think what made it so effective is because it Equal, it straddles that line perfectly, where it could go either way, and it works as both simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it has all of the elements of like a great horror movie. It has some like really crazy kills. Like the first kill from the jump like sets the tone when she like stabs a guy in the neck until his head comes off of his oh, yeah. body. yeah, well she stabs that,
2: him once would have which would have done the job. Would have been fine. Yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> done then deal. she
0: gets a little bit of bloodlust. Yeah, and, and she
2: goes after him. Redecorates, repaints the front of their van,
0: and also just. What a, I mean, it's not the first time that we've seen it. It sure, certainly won't be the last time. But a, a classic horror move is to coat a light source in blood mm-hmm. so that your light is now you red. You get the red light, yeah. You know, per, uh, cla- classic. Uh, I'll, I'll never be mad at somebody for doing that. Um, but then... By the time you get to the end of this movie, you realize that what this movie is actually about is like the way that society overvalues youth and beauty and discards its elderly as soon as they cease being useful. That's in there. Just wants to like put them away. Like in this case, like a remote farm cabin thing in rural Texas. But I mean, it could be a retirement home or Mm -hmm. something, you know, like, you no longer
1: goddamn New Zealand.
0: You no longer have a function. You kind of bum us out go over there, you mm. know what I mean? And, you know, to just... Or all this of... was shot, by the way. I know, that's right. why... The, Wait, I, this was shot in New Zealand? Oh, yeah, it was, I was right, it was.
1: I, was. I was gonna try to work in some kind of Sam Elliott joke where I say, like, what are they doing shooting our Texas
0: horror films in New Zealand? <laughs> I forgot. How, it, why did
2: they <laughs> do that? Like Texas what <laughs>
1: kind
0: of
2: group of pansies went off and did... Uh,
0: he only had two kinds of chaps. <laughs> two pair. <laughs>
2: uh, you're very specific in your criticism. <laughs> that is very. Yeah. Um,
0: but another, I, I'll go back to something I brought up earlier and just kind of close that loop. That House of the Devil would have been a great pairing for this because that was a film that was kind of paying homage to like the '80s and the yeah, Coed. Definitely. and the like kind of B movie. Mm-hmm. Like the, we're gonna the take a mm-hmm. we're gonna Element take a very broad yeah. theme, uh, um, umbrella kind of p- Satan. 80s, you know, whatever yeah, kind of yeah. thing and pay perfect homage to it, which I thought that film did. And in yeah. this case, they're like, no, let's go back to the beginning where it was even more exploitative yeah. because it was even more underground, like horror was still being shaped and paved and you know, mm-hmm. I
2: enjoyed the wrap up of the movie. You start to get to that moment in a film sometimes where you know how much running time is roughly left and you know where they got to kind of get where you expect them to go before the end. Jenna Ortega had been locked in that basement and then um, is rescued by Maxine. And then they're running out. And Maxine, I think, says, wait, hold on. Well, chill. Yeah. And then you hear Harold uh, Howard shoot. You. She gets shot by a shotgun. Yeah. In the fucking face. And, and and just goes down. Yeah. And that was, I mean, there were a lot of unexpected bits of explosive violence and jerky, herky, yeah, yeah. so that you don't exactly know where it's going to come from now. Right, right. Then, when Pearl, the elderly lady that we've said, she's maybe a little stronger than we give her... then she should be. Right. she should be, whatever, than okay. she appears to be. She shoots the shotgun and the kick on it blows back, blows her back. <laughs> yeah, where she does what funny. an elderly person never wants to do, which is break your hip. Yeah,
0: and um, which had been referenced earlier, like, uh huh, yeah. And then Maxine is able to make her getaway. But before right. she does. In a very similar fashion
2: to the final girl in Texas Chainsaw. Mm-hmm. She runs over fucking Pearl's head and that thing disintegrates. So when when Dude, there's talk of wild. a sequel for this film, and the prequel, I understand, has already been shot. And If you yeah. stay for the end credits, for the post credit scene, you're going to see a trailer for a, a film that is... Um, young Pearl. Right. Set set like 60 years prior. Right. Which is titled Pearl. I don't know what the sequel could be except for Pearl continuing because there's one more scene that I'd love to make sure we discuss and that is that throughout the film on a black and white television you see this evangelical pastor doing his fire and brimstone South Texas bullshit. and Could have been Lester Roloff. At the end of the film... It's just playing on the TV while the sheriff and all of them are kind of surveying the crime scene. And then it cuts back over to the TV and he says, they, then the, the, even the spells of Satan took my daughter from me. They right. reveal that the daughter is Maxine. is Maxine, right, right. I love that. I loved that little... Well, uh, and she used the phrase that he touched. used, right? Yeah. What was yeah. that line that he kept... Uh, um, I, I am not going to live a life that I don't deserve. Yeah, I'm paraphrasing that. Right. I'm not going like to that. accept a life I don't deserve, yeah. or something to that right. effect. So the idea, and Ty West did this also in um, House of the Devil, I think playing with uh, the evangelical Christian kind of um, mm-hmm. hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. You know, um Something it, ha- he, it happens in another film that he directed that maybe we can discuss soon. <laughs> the, the hypocrisy of the evangelical Christian who with 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 the power that comes from success in that field mm-hmm. tends to tends to disintegrate from time to time. Where where that goes maybe in the sequel, I would be very, very interested in. Yeah, that's funny. I, I hadn't heard
0: about a sequel. I'd be well, interested I'd be interested to see the prequel
2: well i know there's a yeah. prequel but yeah. joe's saying uh, something I, about I, a sequel i've read that, that the a24 thinks they've got a their franchise. first bona fide franchise here interesting the only interesting. sequel a24 has ever done prior to this is souvenir oh interesting yeah. which
1: was planned as a two-part film uh-huh. from what i understand yeah very um, interesting i didn't uh, yeah i guess second. they haven't done a sequel i haven't <laughs> even thought about it good for yeah. them good for them yeah and this is an interesting one to try where i, th- I feel like the prequel's gonna take it in a different direction, though it will be interesting to see if there is... I mean, having Mia Goth be both characters, is there supposed to be a blood relation? Like, is Pearl, perhaps, the mother of I the preacher? Who, I, I, I don't I don't know that I
0: would like that either. But I don't
2: know, but I'm... That's some Defive Bloods bullshit right there. Oh, God, but, stop uh, it. Because they just took a shit right there at and that... The, yeah, whatever. God, God you, you gotta get over that. That movie the, was amazing. The Ariel thing, you mentioned it. I just wanna... It, it was... An excellent example of tension filmmaking: mm-hmm. the crocodile pursuing her while she's sunbathing, while she's um, floating in the water, yeah. with that tie high drone shot or high high aerial shot. Yeah. However, they accomplished it. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that that would be a you know a little um, first first taste of a two course in the film oh
0: i knew that was coming back baby. oh yeah yeah, yeah, I yeah
2: knew no that the, was I,
1: I was certain that we would end up back at the
0: swimming hole <laughs> <laughs> eventually yeah. dispatching it was, dispatching it was of too good a, it was too good a setting to not yeah. revisit at yeah. night you know like because though i
1: think the way it was done was uh, good i mean it wasn't was, no, was was like just a lazy like okay no, then we'll no. have somebody else that swim well they...
2: fed at that house i would assume uh, i would assume yeah
0: but also
1: like well, and the crocodiles in the prequel teaser at the end, of, mm-hmm. yeah, or
2: the
0: uh, alligator, sorry, alligator. baby croc. Um, uh, that the use of that setting too is also so effective because it's like a n- nothing changes about the locale, but in the day it's like this idyllic, like. Wonderful, you know, a relaxing afternoon swimming hole. But any body of water at night is scary. Mm-hmm. Like, and so, and especially in the context in which that they have found themselves in. So, I, I, I think the dichotomy there is really interesting and I'm sure means something but I can't put together what it is
2: I like this film a lot especially with the power on this show You know, with the two that we've done from him Ty West Mm -hmm. Uh, the House of the Devil I really enjoyed this is just a nice follow up punch it's uh, really good and he's got such a clear eye and vision and voice he's a great filmmaker I think I I mean mean, there's like I said I have no notes there's
1: nothing that I would ask him to change about this I think the concept was unique enough, but also found ways to tie in all those different references to these other things without making it feel like it was just a Winky. retread of any of them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm serious, guys. This is better than the Batman. This is better filmmaking than the Batman. The Batman was more predictable and easy to figure out. Like, okay, this is how you do the next Dark Batman iteration. This is like no. You're gonna find a way to sort of refresh the slasher by taking it back to the '70s, emulating that kind of low budget aesthetic, but then do it in these creative ways and weave these
0: different themes. And
1: this guy's he's operating on a high high Agreed. level here. Agree. I will
0: I will agree with you that it's better than the Batman. Actually Thank you. <laughs> because, and, but solely, I don't I'm think there I don't think that there is any. Real as far as my enjoyment of the two films, way to differentiate them, but I think the scale gets tipped over because this is an original. I totally
1: that's it right I mean yeah. you yeah. can like
0: a cheesecake and you can like a tiramisu they can both be good <laughs> they can both be good Uh-oh. also uh oh, no, not yet. I know sorry um, <laughs> he's not ready well the no because I thought no, that okay. the fucking strip club owner guy I wanted to comment on what a Kurt Russell stand-in he was oh yeah I could see that he, yeah, he was great he, he, he was would have great, been no great. he was great but the, the whole time work. I was I was thinking about about Kurt Russell and I think the only I think I do have one note and I think that needed more dong more dong yeah, only because in 2022, I feel like, I feel like it's just feels weird to be so, to be using like the naked female body as this like titillating thing mm. that's like on display quality so would much do okay. Okay. and then well, to but, like completely but ignore. But the male
1: is on display here. I mean, both, both Cuddy and Henderson. There's a lot of Henderson definitely their physique is on display they're in yeah. their, they're in their undies and you know for throughout significant parts of the film I I mean I I think there's enough beefcake on display <laughs> in this film to counterbalance and there's no vagine well, so
0: okay I, and, and look and look I did I did think I did think about that yeah uh, but I don't I don't think seeing I don't think the two counterparts, are equal in. i understand like, you know, i understand what you mean the, but uh, but you know yeah. there are and and the last thing that i'll say about it and then we can talk about that which i think I, if there's any left in that can i just pro- i'll probably take a little taste of it but if, <laughs> i don't think that there is based on now don't open a whole new one I'm just, it's too late it's i'm too gonna late. drink like half an ounce of that um
2: it, it'll get gone.
0: is it's a it, the movie's funny
2: Oh, like, yeah. it had funny a ton parts. Of, ton to of it. funny bits. And, I like, mean, obviously. The, and, and
1: Henderson was at the top of that. I think he did a great job yeah. delivering his lines. I thought Snow was hilarious at times. Yeah, I, I thought that. Uh,
0: especially at the gas station, like, just straight yes. from the jump, she's really funny. I, uh,
1: complaining about getting the Winstons instead of what, whatever well, her brand well, was. Well and, well, and
0: also the, like, hey, if you film him this way, it'll look like he's using his dick. Like, he's pumping gas with his dick. What? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know? Yeah. And then that leads to Kid Cudi kind of like. putting his head back like Uh as if he was getting some kind of pleasure (laughs) out of pumping the gas (laughs) I don't know just little bits like that that kind of that you know I think are necessary because of how brutal and unsettling a lot of this movie is and I will say the most tense I've felt in a movie theater in a long time I felt like my whole body was tight It, it was good for a uh, the last at least 30, if not 45 to 50 minutes of this movie. Yeah. You know, I was just like, uh, and Kylie was like in a ball in her chair, like, you know, just like, uh, you know. It was, um, <laughs> great date night movie. Absolutely. Just no. like tiramisu is a great date night dessert. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not well, as good. <laughs> no, but that was pretty good.
1: So, yeah, Decadent Ales, here we are drinking the tiramisu, which, which at least one of us thinks is the most... Uh, delectable dessert to be gotten on any dessert menu that that might come your way Uh, this beer is right up there with the most delectable imperial stouts that uh, pastry imperial stouts
2: that you're going to get your hands on from my perspective we've talked about this so many times when a pastry stout calls itself a specific thing that you are very familiar with and it doesn't deliver the taste profile of that specific thing it is a letdown This is not a letdown to me at all. This, to me, is a tiramisu-represented beer, and they've done a great job. The 12.5 is always going to get an extra point or two from me. Chocolate, coffee, all in it. That's what a a tiramisu is. It's espresso-soaked ladyfinger cookies with a a bit of chocolate in there, cream.
0: Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. This soaked, it's soaked in espresso. espresso. Coffee soaked. flavored
1: Italian dessert made of lady fingers dipped in coffee layered with whipped mixture of eggs, sugar, and mascarpone cheese flavored with cocoa. So chocolate, I knew, I knew coffee. There was,
0: I knew there was a coffee chocolate element. I just yeah. didn't know and then the process. Like, yeah. I've never attempted I've never made one. to make yeah. one. I've
2: never attempted to make one. Yeah. To make one. Yeah. Yeah. The spirit gets better too as it warms up.
1: Yes, it's one of those that you can sip on for a while yeah. and not have to uh, worry about it
0: turning into something that you're not going to want to take that last swig of? Um, I haven't drank in over a week, and I took one sip of this and caught a little yeah. head
1: rush. Uh-huh. <laughs> you, you, Carlos uh, won't be with us in the second half.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> just when you thought they were out. But I will say that as advertised, at perfectly executed, mm-hmm. yeah. no notes what was <laughs> there the, you go. What was the no, no, <laughs> best
2: best film of twenty twenty two so far. Best, best beer, beer of 22, 22 we so tried far We drank four beers last uh, last time we got together yeah. because we recorded two episodes and one of them we talked about how it could. I, I maybe four ounces is all I can handle of this thing. Oh, yeah, the the, the barley, barley wine, yeah, the, the strawberry barley wine yeah. that we paired with Red Rocket, yeah, from. Uh, Revolution brewing. You got it? Uh this one I could drink a whole can of. Oh, I mean, easily. This is not bothering You're right. me in the sweetness. It is not it yeah. it
1: has there's a sweetness there, mm-hmm. but it is not to that. And that's Stouts, I mean, it balances with the coffee, with the the roasty, sort of Stouts are in a much better position generally for me when it comes to those sort of like high A B V beers that you know, they can get bad. I mm-hmm. mean, they can get cloying if, if it goes over the top. Right. Barley wines are at a disadvantage because they do not have that roast. They do not have that sort of counterbalance of the coffee notes that tend to help it.
2: I, I would order, I would buy another four pack of this and put it in the fridge and almost forget about it. And then when the right person was over, you know, mm. I would pull one of these out.
1: Right. Hey, would this you like some tiramisu one. for dessert? Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. Yeah. There
0: you go. Yeah. Uh, we crushed the first half of this. Hey, the High West
2: train is going to continue to roll.
0: It is. We are going to uh, go back in time a little bit and look at uh, his last horror effort previous to X um, over, over almost, almost 10 whole years ago yeah. when we return. was just real quiet. No, so it's good. Figure, let's go yeah, back we're into We're ready it. to go. Well, let's go yeah. back this into is it.
1: Way, I mean, when you're operating with filmmaking like this, you can just keep on going. We
2: had done House of the Devil. It was time to figure out what we're going to pair this one with. I, I am very, very pleased with what we did, but uh, let's open another beer. Yeah,
1: well, the, in the first half, you know, we we were kind of having dessert first, but I'm going to go kind of backwards here and see if you guys want to... Drink the Kool Aid with me, so to speak, um, with uh, some juice that I have on hand. This being heavy pulp from the brewery Turning Point Beer. I will answer you. Out of, they're close to Dallas. They're not in Dallas, though. I I drove there. (laughs) So I know vaguely where it is. Um, but they're they're not putting on the cam. But out of Texas, the the kind of between oh Bedford, thank you. All right, uh, out of Bedford, Texas, kind of between Dallas and Fort Worth. Um, I, a few people had told me when I was up in that area I should try to stop by and see what these guys were doing because they've kind of really nailed these IPAs, these New England IPAs, these hazy IPAs. And this one sounded appealing to me. I like the, the name, Heavy Pulp. Yeah. It's described as a double dry hopped American double India pale ale. Uh, it is at, what was it? Eight, eight percent right on the nose. Nice. So it's kind of that region we like, guys. I'm hoping it's going to be exactly the kind of Kool-Aid we want to drink in this second half.
2: Uh, I'm not getting any cyanide on the nose. <laughs>
0: that's good uh, yeah
2: that's that's
0: great um, yeah so the movie that we're talking about is The Sacrament from 2013 written directed and edited uh, by Ty West and I, I lobbied pretty hard for this movie as the pairing um, because I like this movie I'll just say it from the jump although I had not seen it in a long time and so what else uh, my kind of preamble to the synopsis is that uh, and to contextualize it for me, uh, its place in my film journey is that this movie I feel like is woven in to my, the beginnings of my exploration into independent film huh. making insofar as me finding or seeking out and finding things completely, alone like Mm -hmm. I didn't hear from anybody you should watch this I didn't know who Ty West was I didn't even know who Joe Swanberg was really at the time um and it was just like one of those Netflix things where you're looking and you're kind of you know you're looking for the the movie you haven't heard of that sounds interesting and maybe looks like it has like a, a little bit of production value or maybe the story's compelling or whatever and you're taking some chances on some of that deep in the catalog Netflix stuff and so this was one of those for me um and I do kind of wish that I would have uh, looked into the cast a little bit more, because then I might have found some of Swanberg's other films sooner uh, than I did. Not that it was that much longer after. But anyway. So right, he because sac- he, here he's purely he's, an actor. Well, he's an actor and it.
1: cinematographer. But uh, Oh, is he really the cinematographer? He did shoot some of this stuff, like because he was actually
0: shooting oh, okay, in yeah, certain yeah. scenes. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Um, so, The Sacrament is basically... A modern day retelling of the Jonestown Massacre, Jim Jones and the People's Temple. You may have heard of before, People's Temple was this weird religious sect that existed uh, in the mostly in the 70s, very controversial, Jim Jones being somewhat of a charlatan, con man kind of guy, uh, eventually after exposes and bad publicity and, you know, the government kind of looking at him moves to South America with his congregation ultimately permanently um, and then they all drink cyanide lace. Kool Aid together and killed themselves, um, and so this—the
1: the, the very thing yeah. that the idea of drinking the Kool Aid—yeah,
0: that's from. where yes. the term yeah. "drinking the Kool Aid" comes from, so which I think lady. most people—it was know. Flavor Aid, not Kool Aid. It, yes, yeah, it, it was Flavor Aid. I right. heard People
2: have been upset about that ever since. <laughs> yeah, it was <laughs> it's drinking the Flavor Aid, folks. <laughs> yeah. Flavor Aid, not Kool Aid. It wasn't us. And then a guy comes to the wall. Oh yeah, yeah. And every single <laughs> time.
0: And you know, one of the things the sacrament gets wrong is that it was grape Flavor Aid, yes. and this was a red. Beverage, but red segment. looks so much more. It does. It does. You know, at does. home
1: in the horror genre. And, yeah, but uh, yeah. but basically, Ty West. I'll give takes, them that liberty. Yeah,
0: basically, Ty West takes that historical event, sets it in present day, and uses the storytelling device of a Vice film crew doing like an expose on this, you know, weird religious group that's out in the yeah. jungle somewhere with some real um,
2: personal stakes as well.
0: Yeah, so, you know, and this movie comes out in 2013, so Vice is not the butt of a joke. It's, like, a legitimate news organization. It's, like, people are still taking Vice seriously at this time. I think now looking at it, you're like, oh, fucking Vice, you know, whatever. Um, Because they got a little caricatured of themselves. Like, their pieces got so, like outrageous i feel so yeah. kind of gimmicky over time um well the, the whole embedded journalism thing, yeah. kind of yeah but but this you're right this they took hit, it cartoonishly far this it hit seems. at a
1: moment where i think this was maybe some of the first stuff to maybe parody that yeah, yeah
0: yeah um so basically you have this guy who works at vice and there's a fashion photographer that they know whose sister is in this group sends a letter to him saying you need to come by and you know, you need to come down and visit me and like experience like I'm the happiest I've ever been, blah, 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 blah. And so they're like, OK, we're going to go down with you and we're going to shoot the whole thing. And we're, they were going to be they're going to be there for 12 hours. Get in, hopefully get an interview with the guy that that leads this That'll whole thing. Talk, talk to some of the people that live there and then go back home and put it out on Facebook or, what, you know, whatever. And uh, that's the whole thing. And of course, once they get there, they realize, as anybody would, that there you know is uh, something strange afoot. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Joe Swanberg plays the cameraman. Uh, Jake, I think, is his name. Uh, yeah. And so you're watching the movie as if it's the documentary that Vice released. Like that's kind of like the device that's being used. Right. Subtitles, kind of, you know, doing some expository work. Uh, there's almost exclusively handheld I mean, cameras. It's kind
1: of set up in a way similar to like a Blair witch or something very in the similar sense that,
0: found footage kind of thing. Yeah. Like this was a crew off doing, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, there are times even where, um, characters will talk to each other and like Joe Swanberg's character tells, um, the guy whose sister is there. I can't remember the character's Patrick. name. Patrick. I wanted to say Phil and I knew that was wrong. Um, tells Patrick like, Hey, I, I turn your camera on and get some B-roll for me. And then the next, it cuts to his camera looking at Joe Swanberg, setting up the camera, you know, stuff like that. And times where
1: they're told to stop filming and then mm -hmm. it'll go black and they've tilted the
0: camera down, but you still have audio. Yeah, yeah. it's like pointed at the grass or something. Or someone drops a camera, you know, things like that. And so you get that really immersive. It tells us
2: where we are, Mm -mm. uh, but when they arrive via helicopter, the helicopter guy gives them a warning, I'll be here at 8 a.m. and then we're out. I'm not I'll, waiting. I'll, I'll
0: wait for this amount of time. Right. And then I'm leaving.
2: Then you see armed guards. And you begin to immediately begin, a, begin to get a sense of there's something going on. If you don't know anything about the Jim Jones thing, and I, I outside of they all died by drinking a Kool-Aid together. Flavorate. Flavorate. Um, Sorry, Kool-Aid. I didn't. But every single beat of this film follows exactly what yeah. the Jim Jones story has become.
0: It's really... <laughs> close to what actually happened so
2: how can a utopia in the middle of a a socialist utopia in the middle of the forest where everyone seems to be there wittingly everyone is you know there's a nurse and there's daycare there's a hospital there you know it's 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 rustic but it's there um but there is armed there are armed guards keeping control of something you yeah, know? Mm-hmm. and then it's all being uh, puppet mastered by the f- by father, father, father yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna meet, and you know, can I get an interview with father? Not weird at all. Yeah. Well, we'll 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 see if we can get you the interview with father. Yeah. The, the sister and the brother, they have a reunion. She's skittish. I mean, the acting in this thing is pretty great. It's the good. Yeah. The acting in this film is really really good, and it delivers a lot of tone and tension from that. From that very beginning, once you get past the stage that I didn't like the most, like the piece of this that I didn't really like was that intro setup. I will right, with Vice, and we're gonna go yeah, do a thing. Yeah. But oh, oh okay, I, I get it. That's a structure. But once you're there, and yeah. once we're in it, you are in it, and it gets terrifying fast. It does, and I think that
0: you know, I agree with you that beginning because you get a title card every 15 seconds, and it's kind of corny for like a second. But yeah, as soon as that helicopter lands, the tension and the stakes get really real mm-hmm. super quick. Mm-hmm. And I think the acting's great. And then one of my favorite scenes in the in the whole film is the interview with Father. I mean, It's he, keystone.
2: It's critical. It's, it's, it delivers it's,
0: everything. It's critical to the film, but also, yeah. especially because of like, you know, the kind of filmic device that's being used to tell this story it's just a camera on a tripod looking at a guy talking you know what i mean but that actor uh gene jones is that his name yeah um is so charismatic on screen he's so menacing while he's doing that southern thing where like you know how southern people will like insult you in a really kind tone of voice you know what i mean he's doing like a version of that where like he's being really polite and like positive yeah but yeah but also like is kind of fucking scary at the same time, yeah. um, and that and that's a it's a long scene that, that you know it's like what like fifteen minutes or something yeah. of that I mean, of that interview that he and it's walks great up
2: to the stage to begin the interview. He
0: has a big chair. The other guy's a little plastic yard chair. There's a big it's fucking father, cross it's behind, and it, never yeah, mind it's him. bursting
2: into applause. It's setting. Yeah. The tone and the context. Yeah. Clearly, everyone has been conditioned for. We need to make ourselves look really good for this news story thing that yeah. they're doing. Yeah. These outsiders, right? And you know, he has that. Um, I thought of Red Rocket a couple of times, like that charismatic bullshit. Yeah. Where he mm-hmm. never answers a question, <laughs> yeah. gives the impression that he's answered a question and at the end of it they're, when they're kind of recapping and everything's being filmed of course like yeah. I don't think he answered one question also I, I <laughs> hope that we can use the footage I mean yeah. I don't think I he, got anything at all he also gaslights the shit out
0: of him the whole yeah. time like anytime he answers a question he's like oh see that's what you're doing you're putting a negative spin on this when really the guy's just asking questions like, yeah. yeah, I think why are there guys with AK-47s is a very legitimate question right, you know? and right. he's like see that's what you want you always just want to take put, put a negative spin on things right You know, I, I, I know, I know you, I know what the world you come from is like and you know, we're just peaceful people and all this. And there is a point where he's talking where I'm like. This guy's onto something. Yeah. <laughs> He's talking about the socialist utility, you, you know, well, all this stuff. And I'm just like, all right. Which, that's... granted, if any of that was true. And all of the people uh... in the crew
2: are like, this is kind of nice. They've got everything they need. Yeah. You know? I mean, they're, so, okay, this might not be a place where I would want to live. No. But I'm not going to begrudge anybody that wants to live this way. And then a child slips one of them a note. Yeah. Everything changes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that is definitely the
0: clear line in the sand. Where it's like, okay, everything's as fucked up as we suspect, or we're kind of right. suspicious that it right. was. Now we have the hard proof. What the fuck do we do? And I, and I think I think that's where it gets like. Even more interesting from a character perspective is like the guilt that would be put on you as an outsider, knowing that you can't really do anything for these people.
2: And that's the difference know? between the Jim Jones thing and this was that an actual congressperson went over there to yeah. find out what was going on and eventually got killed over there. Yeah. Here, they they do make the point of saying, the, if we are journalists, if we are journalists, we must remain objective. We are not here to help. We are not here to judge. We are yeah. not here to right. condone. We are just here to document. But a child slips a note that says, please help us. And your heartstrings get pulled when a child does it and they begin trying to figure out what kind of help might be needed. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: You know, it's. I have no
2: idea where David's going to land on this (laughs) one.
1: No, I I mean. He hates vice. I hate Vice. No, I don't hate Vice, but I have my problems with Vice. Um, the Proud Boy affiliation. I was going to say, cer- <laughs> certainly Gavin McInnes <laughs> being one of its founders, <laughs> gives me a lot of pause with Vice. Um, but but that's not really the, the the angle that this is taking. It's not like the hipster guide to whatever. No. It's you know, it, it's going more for that embedded journalism. The idea of immersionism. Like the, yeah, immersionism. Um, no, I think this is a good film. I mean, I don't. I don't. It's it's interesting. I, I think if I have a, any sort of reservation about it, it's that it does not play as horror to me as much as um, dark drama or
0: something. Yeah. You know, like, it gets pretty horrific at the end.
2: The suicide?
0: Yeah. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know. I, 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 don't, I understand
1: I'd... what you're saying. There. I guess... The, my and and this is a Tyler like a, Bates
0: score again too. By the way, this
1: is a hangup of of mine maybe more than anything else. But like, it's it is how do I put it? I don't know. It is sickening, revolting, disgusting, but not in the same way that horror usually is for me. Like horror, okay. I think of as people being killed, like actively being killed, people sort of being.
0: I mean some of them were led and uh and cajoled into killing themselves. you didn't you didn't find the scene where uh, she kills Patrick horrifying? That was I That mean, was more that actually that
1: no. In in a way, like that, that was an expert like, piece of filmmaking though. She sets no, the a camera great, down it and a, it's a static It It's a great shot. effective scene. But it didn't play as horror to me as much as it did like intense dark family drama. Like okay. th- clearly this connection that these two siblings right. had and that she wanted him to be there and that him being there had been the undoing of this thing and like and the trauma of the, I mean Would it was an intensely horror, emotional scene.
2: Yeah. Would you call this film horror if we if it wasn't based on a true story?
1: No, okay. no. I, I don't think that's my hang up. So but that's not even yeah, a hang up. I wouldn't that, even call it a hang up. Me. Yeah. The, yeah. I mean that's not me saying this is a bad film. By mm-hmm. all means see this film. You it's said
0: a, fuck the sacrament. <laughs> put it
1: put this on a double bill with the shining and ignore it. Don't ever go no. worst horror double bill <laughs> No. I, I like this film. I think it is I think it is another indication of uh, Ty West being a great filmmaker, yeah. having good instincts, mm-hmm. having the idea of yes here's this story that the world knows and that i know right. and that but i can take it and do something kind of original with it and integrate this kind of immersive journalism idea and the, i think what he did here was really wonderful in, in, in and in a sense and very entertaining and challenging and thought provoking and and all of that and i'll agree great cast i mean look here we're seeing Amy Simons, who we've. She's a filmmaker herself. She went on to make. Which uh, we've talked about before. She Dies Tomorrow, right? Yeah, is that, the, yeah that was her. Um, the, which, which we reviewed, and I didn't look up the episode number, but folks, you know, go back and, and listen to it. A film I liked a lot. Um, in fact, Caitlin Shields in this, who was the lead in that film for her. And uh, uh, the other one. And Kentucker Audley, yeah. who plays the brother in this one, yeah. is, is in that. So, I mean, this is. And Joe a little, Swanberg himself, I love it yeah, like a
2: filmmaking club got
1: together. To it do is. It's yeah. these this is like really a wonderful film on many levels, and especially for those who are into that kind of DIY indie cinema. That you know, Carlos was talking about this being one of those films that he was first excited about, having found and like sort of as a gateway into right. finding those films. Maybe there's more
2: to life than Men in Black. <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, or, very, or Space Jam.
1: Um,
0: very little outside.
1: Of, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, Men in Black is a foundational part of my personality. <laughs> it is, but it, but this helps expand it. it yes. does. <laughs> this and Tusk, and you know, like there, there are those films that help you to branch out. Yeah, and and I think that this is really great. Yeah. No. So so the the reservation that he put there is just to say like, I hesitate to tell horror fans, "Oh, you've got to see *The Sacrament*. It is one of the greatest horror films you're ever going to see." Because I don't know if it plays as much as a horror film. But you as it understand does. why
2: it's at the horror section of Blockbuster, if such a I thing exists. I do, I yeah. do, and and I'm certainly given totally his track
1: you. record before and everything. I mean, I get yeah. why it no one's would getting fit stabbed
2: there. repeatedly until their head gets. I old. mean,
1: there are there's a shooting. You know, yeah. there there are, yeah. there are some sh- shots that you know. Th- so it's not like there's no violence against others perpetrated, but it's a much more insidious kind of like. It, which makes it maybe even more unsettling. Sure. I don't know. It 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 is a terribly unsettling right. film, terribly effective in that sense. Um,
2: yeah, I I mean I I think when I said another uh, win for Ty West when I said suicide earlier, when it begins to become apparent to father that some of this might become defrayed, or rather frayed because yeah. these people are now saying, we want to go home. We right. want to go with them. Want we to want escape. to escape. Yeah. He immediately puts into effect a thing that they talked about, a thing that they would rehearsed, which is the mass suicide. He's got a nurse that we'd seen actually doing some nice nurse things earlier, beginning to prepare a big vat of the red flavor aid in this, you know, here, into yeah. yeah. syringes so they can give it to the children first. Oh, babies. Yeah, uh, that, that, to the babies first, then the that's, children, that's, then yourself.
0: The thing that I, so I was, much more horrified by the suicide scene than i remembered being and it in large part it's because i don't remember them showing anyone giving that to like toddlers and babies oh, okay. and those
2: little paper cups that i buy and sometimes i don't sometimes at and i yeah. grocery store you and know? i don't
0: remember seeing um like Older children, twelve or whatever, but you see a lot of children drinking it, yeah. uh, and then you just start seeing all these people plopping down and frothing at the mouth. And f- yeah, all the after way. being told it's painless, you fucking cunt. Uh, yeah. But th- one thing that is kind of interesting about like what actually took place in Jonestown is that they had a trial run of this. Several, as I understand. Yeah, he like told them, "This is what we're doing. There's cyanide in this. We'll be dead. In we're end. all gonna die." And then was just like, psych, but now I know you're down.
2: Yeah.
0: That's fucked up. Also, when they actually did do it, there were people that slept through that shit and just woke up to everybody they know is dead. Mm. it was like also like 10 times the amount of people yeah that i was gonna this, say it was a it was much a larger congregation than 900 yeah. and some odd number of people and uh, then like 85 survived can you imagine fucking wait and a, another like third of them elderly can you imagine waking up and just being like oh shit everyone in
2: that i know is dead and i'm just <laughs> looking at them and why am i in guiana yeah yeah which but, but back to that thing i said in the first half this this concept of like um religion yeah which i've got big 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 problems with
0: which ty west clearly has some fascination with sure yeah Yeah. that's what i'm
2: saying it's something he explores and certainly here the idea of people looking for something finding the wrong thing you know finding a person that can take advantage of people looking for something
1: well and and you know and i think also the the trick of that like for uh uh, Caroline, the sister, right? Pat- Patrick's sister. It Who worked was high up in right. whatever. I the mean, she was an addict. That,
2: she
0: yeah.
1: used this as a path to sober sobriety, and it it worked for her, and it put her in a better place. At least what she felt was a better place, but was also used to manipulate her. I mean, I think that you know, a lot of times it's easy to kind of just be totally negative on religion, but then to also
0: kind of weave in. Some of the the positive aspects. Well, and there were those there were those guys, um, those brothers that they played basketball with early in the film. Yes, right, right, like, right. Like they were into it and were troubled by what was happening. Still, yeah. you know, they yeah. weren't like so into it that they were like, yeah, okay, that's th- this is what we're doing. Were but at like, the same hey, time, no, like,
1: the the experience they were having there was better than what they were having on the streets where they were from. Well, yeah,
0: but but. Even as like in, even as bought in as they were, I guess is what I'm saying. They were still like, we don't have to do this. Like, why, why is this our only option? Yeah, you know, still right. had that kind of yeah, yeah and clarity went, of mind to be uh, like immense
2: peer pressure when they begin publicly saying, well, well, I've got. They have a cup in their hand. Yeah, I, I don't think we need to drink this. Yeah. This, uh, Maybe we might need to, but right now it seems so rash. There's nothing happening. No, they are on their way. It is mm-hmm. happening. All lies. They. All, all lies. It's yeah. always them. Yeah. yeah. And um, you see him sheepishly begin drinking the 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 potion. And then yeah. from there, you kind of don't know where it's going to go anymore. Are our protagonists here mm-hmm. going to get out? Yeah. The ones that are still living, are they going to get out? And we don't need to go through every detail, but when it appears that they're not going to some, they bear, know, they bear, yeah. Some the, salvation occurs and they're able to,
0: yeah. Jake, the, uh, camera guy. And then the main narrator, interviewer yeah. guy do Sam, make it out. Yeah. Sam do make it out. Uh,
2: Everyone else dies. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, I have two notes. I already mentioned one of them, the the beginning kind of set up part. But, you know, the, the bulk of the film. See, is... I, I,
1: and I'll just say I did kind of actually like that. Okay, In part because when it started. It's so light. Well, I was actually thinking. Oh, did they like tack a trailer on to the be- I was, because Vice is actually funded films. I, th- there's a few films that are actually like yeah. Vice films. Yeah, they have. And I was like, oh, did they fucking tack on like a 20 minute, or, or I'm not a 20 minute, but like a, a 30 second, one minute trailer for like their reporting website while they were, yeah. it was like, Oh no! This is the setup for the film. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, I wonder. Did they have to get Vice to approve that that they were using that? I don't know. I wonder. mean huh. the, the second note okay, I have anyway.
2: is the one I have for all the found footage films. When when your life is in real jeopardy, you're gonna you're not going to keep the camera in frame any longer. You're going to be scared. Sure. And you're going to run away. So I a thought a lot of that is you know, I, I, but you have to get past that hurdle to accept the <laughs> yeah. premise of the film.
0: I thought your second note was going to be that late or early third act or so they abandoned the found footage thing for about 10 minutes or 15 minutes or so. It's when father's giving the speech about the suicide. Yeah. There's not really anybody around that's no, been purported right, to be holding right, a camera right. and it's no longer as shaky as it once was. You know what? Uh, I didn't
2: even, you're absolutely correct. No, that I, I remember they I did not yeah. register uh, with that.
0: See and effective and and I I did and I didn't register it like I registered it pretty far into it having having occurred already. And I was like, oh, yeah, at this point of the film, you're bought in like this is the point of the film where you can do this to just make the story. Progress in a more natural way, rather than trying to have to mm-hmm. force some expository thing down the audience's throat. To be like, well, this is why you can still see this. You know, it's like, fuck, who, ca- who cares? At this point, we're invested with you're the Absolutely right. You're, you're either invested out, yeah. in the characters and you're enjoying the movie, or you've turned it off already. You know, and so it's like just
2: fucking do it. You don't and turn the film off to... once the once father shows up because that actor oh, no. just nail. I mean, that was a John
0: a, a John Goodman stand in a little bit. Well, you know, <laughs> I, I, I think, a theme with Ty West. It seems I, I think some people might want him to
1: pick heads or tails when they see it because he is the clerk in No Country for Old Men. That's oh, probably... Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 he is, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. He was in The Odd Life of Timothy Green the year before. Oh, yeah. A notoriously awful film that I've never seen, no, but I was I looking at his... Uh, yeah, no, this film is, uh,
2: So far, a home run episode. Uh, I, I've been, I, I, like
0: the, I like this guy. I'm excited for Pearl uh i hope there's more horror coming down the pike from him it looks
1: um, strange i mean that that teaser at the end the of, pearl uh, teaser yeah there, there's definitely
2: there's
1: like did it i looks say like some choreography i mean again she wanted a, to be a dancer. a dancer it's yeah. a different
2: tone it, than x we'll I mean, see.
1: and i don't know if that's like in her head her fantasy right, life or what right, but yeah right, right
0: something going on there it's supposed to kind of be focused on how the like part of the farm they rented was like an outpost at one point right uh, probably. Yeah, yeah. I heard that that's like a central theme too. I don't know. I, I did you read the IndieWire article that I, I told you about? No. Okay, I think I feel like it touched on it a little bit, but it did. But Ty West did talk a lot about how uh, a big part of X was to like add things into that film from the filmmakers' perspective that are making the porno, so that you see what they're doing to achieve this thing. And then when he does similar things like, you know, the camera angles are doing this mm-hmm. or that to like, kind of, um, nudge the audience, Make into appreciating yeah. the elements yeah. of yeah. filmmaking, which I yeah. liked. But, uh, well, I, I found the sacrament to be a very effective movie and to be really quite disturbing. I mean, I am very, interested in like cults like this and the like sociological phenomenon of yeah. cults. Uh, there's a really great podcast called sounds like a cult <laughs> where they talk about the modern day cults that we're all a part of. That's like their exact tagline oh, actually. Um, but they talk about like soul cycle, trader Joe's, yeah. Lulu lemon or no, uh, a yeah. rose, is what it is. Yeah, uh, you know, a yeah. uh, shit like that, but yeah. they have three scales of cultdom yeah. One's live your life. Uh huh. One's watch your back. And one's Get the Fuck Out. <laughs> and there has never been a more Get the Fuck Out level yeah, no, this is this what is, what is a mean. Get the Fuck Out one. Yeah, for uh, sure. Where does
2: Trader Joe's land? <laughs> uh, I, that's Trader, probably Live Your Life, Trader right? Joe's
0: lands mostly on Live Your Life. It edges more into uh, Watch Your Back if you're a, uh, uh employee. Oh, uh okay. Just because of the, like rhetoric that they use nah, within their corporate we don't structure live in a
2: city that has a Trader Joe's, no. but we go up to San Antonio often enough to always pop in and at least store up on yeah. coffee and other things that aren't available in our, well, today.
0: everything but the bagel seasoning is a popular one. <laughs> the oh, their onion
2: good. salt seasoning. Yeah. Forget about okay. it. Okay. Right. So, look, we're
1: part of the cult here, folks. I mean, <laughs> no. when you have this kind of salacious, have you tried their Kool-Aid? <laughs> salacious, pulpy material Uh-oh. that Ty West takes these heavy themes and just layers them on with it um was the heavy pulp in the
2: can the right call for us you know our at the beginning we talk about washing the terrible taste of failure from from our mouths if we ever have to i i told we didn't have to do that not yet not this episode with heavy pulp We're batting a thousand. This episode, (laughs) I thought this heavy pulp was incredible, and the you know the can art's got oranges. Yeah, pulp oranges. Yeah, Uh, it's got an orange flavor that I think is infused so so nicely. Mm. When we have had beers on this show where the orange was cloying or overdone or underdone, yeah, this is pretty damn good.
1: Yeah, no, and this is one of those where it's it. They're not doing anything to infuse it with fruit. They are just using the hops. the you know I I think it was actually Martin who I don't know that listens to the show but a but a friend of the show, um, who who had told me I should stop in here if I got the chance and Shouts man was he team. right yeah th- this this is some you so know you high to quality the brewery yeah, I did but only to buy these cans like okay. I didn't even get to which it looked awesome I mean it's kind of weird it's in a, a an old strip mall kind of situation mm. but their space is huge once you're in there it's just like. Big, big open space. I got there right when they opened and just bought some cans and left because I needed to get on to my next destination. But I would have loved to have sit down and had... They had a great menu. I mean, mm-hmm. it was like, I don't know, 25 different beers. Oh, there nice. were nice. Uh, uh, several IPAs. Um, some, I, and I have a, a nice stout that maybe we'll have on a future episode. Wonderful. So. I always love it when we have a new brewery on the show. Me too. And r- right here in our
0: home state. Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna have a new one soon too because I got a I got a package in the mail uh, with some things for us Very nice. from uh, New York
2: State from New York State. Awesome! So that will be you know coming here, to a future episode here at Beer and a Movie. We love packages in the mail, and if you feel that your favorite brewery is underserved, there is only one way to really rectify that as quickly as you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, send us some beer. Send us a box, baby. Um, and
0: speaking of things that are totally unrelated, I have no good segue. Um, <laughs> uh, the best thing about this podcast is that the conversation continues, um, which uh, someone that I'm like acquaintances with, I guess, had posted, they, they went and saw X on Thursday night and posted a thing about it. Have you seen this movie? Uh, you know, you know, what'd you think about it? And I was like, oh, I'm going tomorrow night. And then she was like, oh, well, tell me what you think. I'm Tell me what you think about it. Once you see it, I'm really interested in like what people thought about this one. Mm-hmm. Finished. Finished the movie, next morning, messaged her back and was like, oh, here's what I thought. Left me on red. Aww. I don't know. I don't get it. Anyway, uh, but if you don't want to leave us on red, you can uh, jump in on the conversation on all of your favorite social media platforms, uh, you can find us on Twitter at Beer Movie Show, Instagram at Beer in a Movie, Facebook.com, Slash Beer and Movie TX, Beer in a is where you can find um, a lot of cool stuff, one of them being a comprehensive beer map that shows you all of the different breweries we've hit in all of the different cities and states and countries all over the world. Um, you can also find these really great, like curated, uh, kind of packages of, uh, episodes we've done. Like all of the all horror October episodes are in one place. All of the director centric episodes are in one place. Uh, all the Bammy episodes are in one, you know, you can find that kind of stuff that Joe's put together, which is really cool. You can also find a link to buy beer and a movie merch. Yes. You can get t-shirts, stickers, uh, I think phone cases, mugs, uh, I think toe bags, maybe hoodies. There's a lot, a lot of options. A lot of options. We're definitely getting out of hoodie season here, but still it's available, you know, for when you're it's trying still to be plenty
1: of areas of the world. Yes. Hoodies. Yes,
0: this is true. Um, and, yeah, so you can find that there or you can just go to tpublic.com slash user slash beer in a movie uh, and patreon.com slash beer and a movie podcast. We've referenced a couple times throughout the show, but that's where you can financially support the pod so that we can keep bringing you the high quality crisp audio that you have come to expect from uh, th- such a high quality show as this. Um And yeah, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe, help the algorithm to push our show in front of more beer and movie enthusiasts all over the world. It helps us out a great deal. We very much appreciate it. Until next time. We were doing something great down here. We were going to change
1: the world. This was only the beginning. Why couldn't you leave us alone? What harm were we doing down here?